The horizon is wide and the highway is calling. That means it's time for another episode of American Roads Trip Talk. I'm your host, Gary Mance, with a welcome and an invitation to travel the byways and back roads of yesteryear, searching for America in every incomparable mile. Welcome once again, everyone, to Trip Talk. Glad to have you with us. Today, we're going to have the opportunity to meet Brian Yaden. In the spring of 2003, Brian created Intermountain Guide Service, IGS for short, and that year on the 4th of July, he began operations as a concessionaire of Snowbird Ski and Summer Resort, offering fly fishing, horseback rides, and sightseeing tours. Suffice it to say that Brian knows a lot about taking a ride on the wild side, especially in the Great Basin Desert region of Nevada, spilling over into Utah. So delighted to have you with us, Brian. Glad you could join us for Trip Talk. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for the opportunity, Gary. Oh, absolutely. We're going to learn so much in a short time from you. Brian, Let's. I know that you were born in California. You've seen a lot of America, particularly the Western states. Our listeners would love to know what drew you to the Great Basin, to places like West Wendover, Nevada, Wendover, Utah, Bonneville Salt Flats, Salt Lake City, that extraordinary part of America that offers so much wild beauty. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, when I started my business in 2003, uh, we were located at Snowbird Ski Resort, which is in the Wasatch Mountains near Salt Lake City. And uh, our seasons were very short there, um, which drew my interest out into a place where we could run a year-round year-round business, year-round operation, and ended up out in Wendover. And, um, you know, Wendover, Utah, or West Wendover, Nevada, uh, two towns there on the border of Utah, Nevada, on Interstate 80, kind of in the northwest corner of Utah, northeast corner of Nevada, um, has, was known to me as just a gambling town, a place to go uh, party if you're 21 and over and, and gamble. And I was out there um, celebrating the season ending at Snowbird with my crew and had the idea of just going out and seeing what was happening out in the outdoors near Wendover and, and just took my SUV out on a, a dirt road and ended up running into some wild horses and just thought the scenery was amazing, unbelievable. And it was all open public land. And what I realized was that Wendover is situated in a, a very unique spot in terms of open public lands. And I just saw the opportunity at that point. And that was in 2004 and uh, started doing tours out in the West desert of Utah and, um, the northeastern part of Nevada in 2005. Um, at that time, we were operating with BLM permits that allowed us to do ATV tours, horseback rides. And then, you know, a lot of my clientele over the years has developed into people that don't necessarily want to get on a machine or get on a horse, but they still want to see the, the countryside and, and learn about the uh, history, which there's a lot of, nat, uh, you know, natural and human history that you can see. It's visible in Wendover, which is another unique aspect of the area um, ge geologically you can you can see the geology and you can explain it to people in a way that they can understand it and see it um, which is very unique um, also the human history is is really rich um, from the late 1800s you know through current times there's been a lot of um, things like the first road built across the united states the first railroad was 
connected east and west at Promontory Point, which is on the north shore of the Great Salt Lake. Um, and then there are um, all sorts of things to talk about in terms of history. There's a World War II airfield that was built in the early 1940s as we were entering the war with Japan. And uh, that became a training ground for the 509th Composite Group, which was a group of um, flyers, um, Paul Tibbetts and the Enola Gay. Um, they did all their land-based training there for the atomic bombing missions that ended the war. And they were connected so with the 509th, which I believe was headquartered outside Roswell, New Mexico. Yeah, so Wendover, a lot of people don't know this because it was classified information you know, when it was happening. The Manhattan Project, um, I, I believe, included new, uh, places in New Mexico, Utah, and Washington State. Um, during that time, there were different things happening in different places. The, the primary function of the Wendover location was to um, figure out how to um, engineer the plane to receive the bomb and then also how to drop it, how it would drop out of the plane. So they would run uh, dry runs, or and they would drop what they call pumpkins, which were simulated uh, bombs that replicated the, the Fat Man and Little Boy, and they would make a run from Wendover down near San Diego and drop these bombs from high altitude, which was the first time in history that these types of things were happening. You know, for one, having a bomb of such size and weight, and then also dropping it from such a high altitude, and also having a, a nuclear reaction occurring, yeah. which is just, you know, it was incredible history that happened during that time in uh, 1943 to 1945, in that range there. Um, that's just one of the things. The, the railroad history is there. Uh, the first roads built across America came right through Wendover, the Lincoln Highway, which was completed in 1914, which opened the salt flats up to um, organized racing. Uh, land speed racing started to happen as early as 1914. A guy named Teddy Tetzloff brought a blitz and bends and did 141 miles per hour on the on the Bonneville Salt. Um, and then it goes from there. You know, there's been uh, vehicles that have done over 600 miles per hour out there on oh, the wow. salt flats. That is just incredible. So, and it should be noted that when the, the first person to reach 141 miles an hour on the salt flats was doing it, doesn't seem like much by today's standards, but this was in what, 1914? 1914, and it was a, a narrow two-lane road at that point called the Lincoln Highway, and it actually was the first road that connected the east and west coasts of the United States. And all of that car travel, readers of American Road Magazine and fans of American Road Trip Talk know the Lincoln Highway well. Many have traveled that. And there it goes through Utah and into Nevada, where you can find West Wendover. You have the natural history, Brian. You have the World War II history. And even prior to World War II, you have the gaming, the entertainment industry right. that made West Wendover, Nevada in particular, a choice place for people to go when they wanted to get away from it all and still find something fun to do. Yeah, you know, nowadays um, there's some great infrastructure that's evolved in Wendover due to uh, the gaming industry and the companies that exist there. Um, the, the, the primary company is the Pepper Mill Inc., and they're based in Reno, Nevada, but they have properties in Reno and Las Vegas and also in West Wendover. And they've done a great job of developing their properties into really comfortable, uh, plush, very nice venues for people to come stay. Uh, the rooms are just extraordinarily nice. 
Um, their restaurants and their food that they um, offer is, is great. Um, they've done a great job with that sort of thing to make it comfortable for people. And, and a lot of people don't realize that West Wendover even exists. You know, it's kind of off the beating path. But um, there is a flight program that's provided by the, the Pepper Mill. And uh, people can uh, find more information on that flight program that brings flights in out of Seattle, Bellingham, Pasco, uh, Yakima, and um, some other towns, Lewiston, uh, Portland, Eugene. So there's regular schedules of flights that come into Wendover for a three-night stay, and your hotel is included, and, um, you know, you're looking at 159 to, you know, $209 in that range for that package. So it's very affordable and just really nice and good place to come hang out, you know, especially in the winter if you're getting tired of the, the, gray, the gray skies and need some sunshine. You know, there's a lot of sunshine happening in Wendover, and it's not too far away. You know, people could even drive down from the Seattle area and get get to Wendover for a weekend stay um, by driving. And it seems, Brian, in Elko County, particularly in West Wendover, there doesn't seem to be great extremes of temperatures. Yes, you're out in the desert, Mm -hmm. but I looked at some of the statistics and yes, it gets hot, as you would expect in the summer in the desert, a dry heat, but not terribly hot, not like Phoenix in July, for example, and the snowfall for five to six months of the year is almost non-existent. Yeah, yeah, the average annual precipitation in Wendover, you know, over the time they've been keeping records is 4.93 inches a year annually, and about half of that comes in the month of May. Um, So you have a green month, (laughs) and then you have, you know, the rest of the season where it's pretty dry and sunny, and the temperatures rarely get above 100 and, you know, rarely get below zero. So to me, that's a pretty moderate um, climate for, you know, a place that's 4,000, you know, 4,200 feet above sea level. So you have some elevation there. So when when people think about Nevada and they think about gaming and that sort of thing and they hear about Wendover, they think, oh, my God, I don't want to go there in, in July because it's going to be 120 degrees. But that's just not the case. It's really comfortable. Um, they've got a beautiful golf course there in town, 18-hole course. Um, there's plenty to do. You know, we offer tours. We do guided sightseeing tours. And it's really an introduction to those things we've been talking about, the airfield, the salt flats. And, um, you know, we'll get off the... Um, the main roads and, and get uh, um, people up into some places where they can see things like Pilot Peak, um, Antelope, Bighorn Sheep, uh, Wild Horses. You know, Nevada has more wild horses than any state in the United States and has about 12,500 um, head, last count I heard, which is about half of the total 25,000 in nine western states. So if you're interested in wild horses and seeing wildlife, it's a great place to do that as well. It really is. And in a manner of speaking, it it might not be right next door to it, but the Great Basin region is large enough that when you're in Elko, when you're in West Wendover, you're looking at probably the closest thing you're going to find to a gateway area to Great Basin National Park. Yeah, yeah, it's a good place to stage for day trips. Uh, Wells, Nevada has got, um, I'll just mention some names of places I've been to that I think are, are beautiful and amazing and kind of off the radar for most people, um, a place called Angel Lake, just outside of Wells, uh, Great Basin National Park outside of Ely, and um, the Pilot Peak Range, um, the Sun Tunnels, which is a land art feature that we haven't really 
hit on, but there's a lot of land art in this part of the country, and people come from all over the world to view this land art. A couple of those things that I'll mention are the spiral jetty, the sun tunnels, um, the tree of life. It's called a metaphor. It's a sculpture that was built um, along Interstate 80. looks like a tree. Um, you know, things like that that people come from all over the world to, to see and, and um, check out. It's really an interesting place. So a lot of little things that you would never know about unless, unless you did some research, probably. And this seems to be very accessible by car. Let's say that you are doing a fly-in drive. You might fly into Salt Lake City, but all of this mm -hmm. is just 90 minutes west. Right. So from the International Airport in Salt Lake City, which, you know, is, is a great place um, in terms of affordability and access, um, is about a 90-minute drive to Wendover from Salt Lake City and um, makes it makes it pretty nice. Interstate 80 is pretty much a straight shot from Salt Lake City to Wendover, and the speed limits are 80 miles an hour. So if you have good weather and dry roads, you know, you can, you can travel at 80 miles an hour, and, and you're really about 90 miles from the airport. So, you know, about an hour, hour and 15 minutes, you can be in Wendover. 80 miles an hour on I-80. 80 That's, on 80. Yeah. <laughs> that is good to yeah. know. The natural yeah. history itself is said to be gorgeous. I have not been to that region. Mm -hmm. I've seen my share of photographs. And it's one of the places I really like to visit. I don't mind a little minor league gambling. I'm hardly a high roller, mm -hmm. but to go to West Wendover would be a lot of fun. Take in a show, have a nice meal, do a little gambling and enjoy all of that, but then get out into nature to these wonderful historic places and what you call land art. That's fascinating to me. Land art located on public lands in a very mountainous region. Yeah, there's a lot of contrast in terms of the topography. Um, there's mountain ranges. Um, the Great Basin is filled with mountain ranges that are separated by large flat valleys. And that was caused by a geological phenomenon called rifting uh, back maybe 30 million years ago, uh, mm. where the continental plate was separating and pulling apart. And as that happened, these big plates of ground would drop down <clears throat> as a, <clears throat> a singular piece. And these mountain ranges were created. They all run up north and south. And the Great Basin is a territory that basically runs from the eastern side of the Sierra Nevada mountains and runs all the way to the the Colorado Rockies. Um, you know, once you get to Salt Lake City, you start into those mountains, uh, starting with the Wasatch. So, you know, basically from Salt Lake City to Reno and that stretch east-west is, is your proximity for the Great Basin. Then north, it goes all the way up into central Idaho and then all the way south into southern Nevada and southern Utah, where you transition into the Colorado Plateau and the Colorado Rockies as you head south. So another thought I had was you know, for people in the Seattle area and up in Washington that are traveling in the summer with families or headed down to the national parks in southern Utah, you know, Wendover is situated in a good spot to, to make a, a stop or a stay, you know, and there's plenty to do for a day or two there, you know, like, like we've been talking about. And that takes us to our next point. Perfect, Brian, because I did want to ask you in some detail about the Intermountain Guide Service, which you own and operate. Mm -hmm. You talk about fly fishing, horseback rides, that's always a good time, sightseeing tours, and the Bonneville Salt Flats. Now, people who have that need for speed and they want to go and see where it all happened, where a hero like Mickey Thompson was racing against the wind, an extraordinary place. 
if people take that tour, what are the levels of tours? What all do you see and how do you conduct those tours? Do you do them yourself? Yeah, so I operate tours and I occasionally will have people that help along with me. And I've got some local people that um, know the history and know what what to do with people and how to take care of them. And we take them out to a place called Land's End, which is where the pavement meets the salt. And that's an area where the tracks are typically set up for the racing season, which starts in August. Usually the second Sunday in August is the first large event called Speed Week. And then the racing season extends from that point through uh, the first week of October and ends with the World Finals that's also put on by the SPTA, the Southern California Timing Association. There are also some motorcycle-specific events and also privately uh, run invitation-only events that bring in amazing vehicles, uh, both motorcycles and cars, trucks. I've seen, I saw a guy on a, basically a, a long skateboard with a motor mounted on the back of the skateboard set a record for, I think he did over a hundred miles an hour. Um, oh, wow. I've seen just all kinds of interesting things going on out there. And as long as they can, um, qualify through the inspections and all the safety things that are, they allow people to try and set records for speed out there. And it's something that is, is great to get into. So if you have a a weekend or a time you can get down during one of those races between the second week of August and the first of October. That's a great time to get down there on your own. And then if you need help getting out there, that's what we do. We pick you up at the hotels in Wendover or Utah and take you out to the Bonneville Speedway. We charge $30 an hour and a half tour and we cover natural and human history uh, in the interpretation on our tour. And we point out, you know, geological, uh, biological, and then human history uh, points of interest, you know, in that time frame. And for a pretty reasonable price, too. So you do this yeah, and make a bucks. living. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's been a lot of fun. You know, I started operating the tours, um, like I said, in 2004, 04, 05. And so I was calculating today that it's been 16 years. Uh, that we've been running tours there and uh, met a lot of people from all over the world and had a lot of great opportunities to just be with people and show them uh, this place that I'm excited about in, in terms of what else there is to offer in addition to the great nightlife and the great hotels and the food and the things that the casinos offer there, which I think is also a great piece of, you know, the puzzle there in Wendover. This is a curiosity, Brian. I wanted our listeners to hear about it. Many won't know it. I only learned it from you yesterday when contacting you about doing this interview. There is, I believe, if I understood you correctly, there is there is still a casino that allows you to walk from Utah into Nevada by entering the casino. Yeah, so let me just explain a little bit, if I can, about the history of the evolution of the gaming um, in West Wendover, which is pretty unique. Uh, a guy named Bill Smith, and there was a service station built on the border called the State Line Service Station where people would fill up their vehicles and get repairs done if they've broken down driving across the salt flats. And that happened a lot because it gets hot out there in the summer, that sort of thing. Anyway, Bill was a motivated young man and, and um, decided to start uh, offering gaming. Um, and you have Utah boarded up with Nevada, and in Nevada the laws are obviously pro-gambling, and in Utah they're obviously the opposite of that. They're anti-gambling. And so 
what Bill wanted to do was build his casino as close to Salt Lake City as he could get it because that's where most of the people were coming from to, to support the casino. Does that make sense? So you got people coming out from Salt Lake City primarily to support these places. And um, so he wanted to build as close to the border as he could, and he built the State Line Casino right on the line, right on the border. So if you go look at the borderline painted on the road in Wendover and you look at the, the way the buildings are built, the walls match up with the line actual borderline so as you cross into the doors into the buildings you're actually crossing the state line and i i believe what i understand from the original building that bill built was you would enter the building through the main entrance and then you would have an option of going right or left and on the left you would go into utah which is where the rooms and the restaurants and those types of things were and on the right you would cross into nevada technically inside the building and you would be ga- being able to gamble, and they had a roulette wheel. Um, they held one of the longest continuously held gaming licenses in the state of Nevada um, from the 1920s until they sold, the Smith family sold um, their properties, I believe, in, in the 1980s sometime. Um, anyway, it's just been an interesting place in terms of politics because you have Utah and Nevada boarded up, and you have the gaming uh, on one side, and then you have the more conservative culture on the Utah side. So, you know, there's been talk about annexing one side or the other into Nevada or into Utah to consolidate services and, and provide, you know, things for people that that they need there. And um, both towns have actually done a pretty good job of, of keeping their, their towns um, thriving, I would say, especially the west side. Um, they've got a lot of access to revenues through room taxes and they've spent that money to build some nice infrastructure on the west side new schools and things like that so it's actually turned into a pretty nice little town and there's about i think six thousand six to seven thousand people that live in the two towns combined with about 4,500 of those living on the west wendover side um there's some other things we could talk about in terms of um the population that that are unique um but I don't know if that helps with your question. Well, no, it helps a lot, Brian. It helps a lot because people who uh, enjoy West Wendover, they want to go say hello, maybe take a selfie standing in front of Wendover Will, for example, emblematic of all the the West side of that area has to offer. But then you cross over into Utah and you find that these are... These are like sister cities, but they're not twin sisters by any stretch of the imagination. That's what I'm hearing you say. Right, yeah, and, um, you know, my experience there, and I've lived there for about 12 12 years, um, is that the people get along on both sides, and it seems like there's there's a a good amount of cooperation, and it could be even better, in my opinion, but I feel like they do a pretty good job of taking care of each other and and working with each other in those two towns. Um, A lot of it has to do with the county and how they interact with the towns themselves and what kind of support they get you know, through the states and the county as well. An interesting factoid about this area, too, is that West Wendover, unlike the rest of Nevada, is officially on mountain time. And I understand that the reason for that was because Utah is on mountain time. West Wendover has such close economic ties that it just made sense. 
and it was made official, though there might be other towns in that corner of Nevada that unofficially observe mountain time. But in Wendover, it's for real. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the primary reason for that is because the economy in West Wendover is tied very closely to the Salt Lake City area and the Wasatch Front. You know, you have you know a couple million people there uh, in Salt Lake City and along the Wasatch Front that uh, like to drive out to Wendover and, and take part in the, the culture and the activities that are afforded them in that state uh, versus Utah where it's not legal. And so, you know, it creates a big demand. And on the weekends especially, um, you know, all those hotel rooms on the west side of Wendover fill up, and there's a lot of rooms. And uh, then the weekdays are pretty mellow. So if you if you really want a mellow vibe and want to be there when there's not a lot of people and uh, you don't like big crowds, that type of thing, the, the weekdays would be a great time for you to, to visit and stay. And um, then on the weekends, if you like a little more action, a little more, you know, nightlife, they have the uh, concert hall that offers uh, some really nice concerts, some great uh, entertainment shows up, and they, they typically book those shows on the weekends only. So weekdays versus weekends in Wendover, it's like two different towns. And that's because it's so closely tied to the the community in Salt Lake. And if you can say it in about 30 seconds, Brian, if someone is a history buff and let's say they want to go and see some of this World War II history, are there monuments there? Are there museums, various sites where people can visit? Yeah, the West Wendover um, Airfield, it's called the uh, Wendover Airfield Historic um, Museum. They have a couple of museums that they've built and established at a working airport. And there's just a, an endless amount of history to look at and view. And you can also do self-guided tours. We also offer a guided tour of the airfield. And you can look at old barracks, um, old hangars, um, other infrastructure, power plants, uh, the old hospital. Um, so there's a lot to see, a lot to look at. The, the museums are really uh, beautifully done. They've put a lot of money and effort into restoring uh, the buildings at West Wendover. And there is a website I think it's called the uh, uh, Wendover Historic Airfield, something like that. If you search that, you'll you'll find it. And Good. And Brian, there. let's let's Thanks, give you yeah. your props now. If people want to get up close and personal with you, where do they find yeah. you online? Yeah. So I'm available to uh, help people that are coming to the area that are coming on their own, and they just want some uh, information about where to go and what to do, or or you can book one of our trips um, through our website at uh, Intermountain Guide nevada.com and that's all one word um i-n-t-e-r-m-o-u-n-t-a-i-n-e-u-i-d-e-n-e-v-a-d-a so it's kind of a long one but intermountainguidenevada.com and that gives a description of the trips that we offer and you can actually book them right there online and then if you want to talk to me about coming here uh bringing your own side by side and getting out onto some trails um, that would access some beautiful places and things um you're welcome to call me and pick my brain. I'm happy to talk to people and, and help them out. Thank um, you so much, Brian yeah. Yaden. I'm, I'm yeah. delighted to be able to talk to you. I hope we'll have you on again sometime. Yeah, the uh, phone number, in case people want to call directly, is um, it's pretty easy to remember. It's 877-UTAH-FUN. Beautiful. So, Brian Yaden. And we will. Thanks so much. Best of luck to you, Brian. Great talking with you today. Thanks for tuning in to American Road Trip Talk, everyone. 
Visit our website, AmericanRoadMagazine.com, to preview the current issue of American Road. Until next week, drive safely and dream well. Yeah.